Welcome back to NELP's Young Professional Network podcast, Growing in the Green Industry. Today's podcast is powered by our Young Professional Network partner, Steel. Steel makes a full line of gasoline and battery-powered outdoor power equipment for the demanding landscape professional. Find yours at steelusa.com. Your hosts today include myself, Brett Lemke with RM Landscape, and Skylar Westergaard with Landcare. Hello, Skylar. How are you? Doing great. Good to see you, Brett. I, uh, I was just reading that bio and like, man, it's the fastest. I think that's one of my better ways of reading our welcome uh, to this podcast. So I'm getting I'm getting good at it. I think next week, though, I think you get to do it. I think we're okay. going to finally, now that you're here and, and we're still in the hazing of new hosts, uh, you're going to have to yes. read that bio. I'll and, do it. And no script. You're going to have to memorize it. So oh, I'll okay. Give you, I'll give you the week to do that. Um, <laughs> but we've got a guest. Of course, we've got a guest. So why don't you introduce our guest, Connor? Yeah, we're excited today to have um, Jack Pohutsky with us. Jack is an assistant project manager and site supervisor for RP Marzillion Company. They are a high-end residential bid-build firm in Massachusetts. Jack holds a bachelor's of science degree in landscape contracting and a minor in horticulture from Pennsylvania State University. Jack's a strong advocate for professional development and aspires to further his career while supporting others along the way. And we're going to get into that um, today, Jack. Jack, did I miss anything in, in your intro there that you wanted to share? Um, no, I think it covers it pretty well. I really appreciate the uh, kind introduction. Um, I think, like you said, I just want to key in on uh, my passion for this industry and how it's developed over time and and what I've done, you know, from a recruiting standpoint in my college career and, and learning uh, the basics of this industry in college and how it's transitioned into my professional career and continuing that passion to help others and and train and onboard and, and really just push for uh, professional development and continued education. Um, you know, RP Marzilli and Penn State have given me a lot of opportunity to do so, as well as NALP, and, and I'm excited for the future. That's uh, well, great. Thank you. Um, you know, we had you on back in 2020. It was right in between you graduating college and starting your career at Marzilli. And so we'll pick up the conversation kind of where, where we left off. I would love to, um, to have you just talk a little bit about that transition from college to career and kind of where you see it now that you're a few years into your career. You, you really took advantage of your time at Penn, uh, at Pennsylvania State, you you did three internships um, with some really great companies. You were involved in, uh, you were involved with NALP at that that stage. And I'd just like you to maybe start off by talking a little bit about where you're at now, how you felt that time at university, and your internships and your involvement with NALP is serving you in your career. Now that you're now that you're a couple of years in, Jack. Yeah, I love the question because I feel like I'm kind of at the point where what I did in college and the networking I did there has, has started to pay off. And, and now it's kind of reinventing the wheel of where I want to see myself in the next five, 10 years. And I think not only school, but NALP has really gotten me into a good place to ease into the industry. Um, and it's it's funny too, going going back to freshman year and thinking about how I didn't even know landscape contracting, horticulture and plant science and arboriculture are all uh, not only majors, but very good careers um, where you can have a house and, and a family and support yourself and go on vacations. Um, so it's, it's, it's very good just to see the amount of support uh, that you're given in these programs and how it eases your transition into the real world, whether it's 
you know, having your classes in residential design and going out and act actively working with a local uh, resident in the state college area of Pennsylvania and doing designs and working on sales, uh, going through those strenuous uh, plant identification courses. So when I was a softscape foreman and I got a truckload of trees and shrubs or, you know, I had thousands of perennials and ground cover to plant, my time to inventory all of that was, uh, you know, greatly uh, reduced so I can keep production going. Um, so I think going from getting the basics of what this industry was in college the, made the transition exceptionally easy. Um, but then it was kind of understanding other things, like something that's really important to me right now, uh, working on the site supervision side is pushing production, but also caring for the people in the field. Uh, I think a manager's most important asset is their people. Um, and it's something that I really want to aspire to kind of continue to be adamant about in my next five to 10 years. What did you, what have you learned in the, as of late? Um, any sort of uh, assumptions that you went in with that what you wanted to try to what has changed? Um, I think, I think school did a very good job at, at preparing me for what I needed to see. I think the, I mean, I learned something new every single day. I don't think anything was super surprising. I mean, we all understand that production is king and pushes and we got to slow down sometimes to make sure we keep our quality, maintain that quality that the clients know, know us for um, so they can keep having that recurring work. I think what I've really learned, and I hope this is answering your question properly, but is the, the hardscape and the site development side of things, the understanding that we take everything from the exterior of the house to you know, architectural uh, veneer work for a chimney to the final 7,000, you know, pack of Sandra and mulch and sod to get out of there. Um, I've really enjoyed sitting alongside people, listening to them, learning, picking their brains. And the masonry side, because I was a softscape foreman, I saw, you know, I installed electric and gas lines, um, worked with those subcontractors on sites, you know, did some rough grading, some drainage work, planted, you know, 30 foot evergreens, um, thousands of perennials running a crew at the same time. I, I was able to learn through my career, uh, you know, the past three, three and a half years, that side of stuff. Now getting into a management role, I kind of have to switch my mind of it's not one day at a time. It's understanding what this week looks like, what the next two weeks so that our production manager can keep going, our site guys can keep going. Um, at the same time, I'm trying to learn so I can properly properly manage them and gain their trust so that they know that I'm there to support them and help them and can do a good job. Do you, um, I, I, I appreciate those thoughts. It's fun to learn where you're at and what you're doing and what your passions are around people, um, which we'll continue to talk about. I'm sure today, um, is with the time management side, you know, that's a challenge for a lot of people in um, leadership positions such as yours, you know, thinking ahead of what's what's going to need to happen, that timeline, that staging of, of work and materials. Do you use any processes or apps or software or, or principles that, that work for you that you'd share? Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm still working on my time management because I'm happy to help wherever. And um, it it has, I, I want to do a little bit of everything. I want to do my position as an assistant project manager. And that's where I started in that traditional role. And it's kind of melded to me being a, a site super. And 
yeah, if you if you if you have some some secret uh, secret sauce or secret tips Ooh. for oh yeah for secrets. us on how to we, this is this is where we all learn today right the secret stuff yeah I, I think sometimes it's hard to nail it down in our industry and, and most just because you're pushing production so hard and things change on a dime and uh, our clientele and the landscape architects and GCs they're just there's always something changing. Um, being in this role that you're you're 100% right. I gotta gotta focus on my time management um, to work efficiently to make sure I get my job done and keep the guys running. My project manager, right off the bat, Gordon Roguski says project management is scheduling, quality, and um, budget. And the scheduling is something I'm really working on as well as the quality going to sites and seeing it. Uh, we keep the schedule not only internally between our project management team, which is Gordon, myself, and our site super, John Diaz, which has 30 years of experience at this one company. Um, we do uh, an actions item list for Gordon and I to separate the work of who's responsible for it, what do we have to do for each job, because we're managing 10, 12. I think Gordon right now, his portfolio has about 13, 14 projects, um, and there's not a industry even in other industries for project management, there's no nothing saying that your portfolio can be, you know, 10, 12, 5. They're all different. Every project's different. Um, so it's it's interesting trying to break things down. And, and that's what me and Gordon do uh, as much as we can. Every single day we talk to each other, whether he's working from home, I'm working from home, I'm out in the field, I'm in the office, whatever it might be. Um, and then on Wednesdays, every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, we have a meeting uh, four to five to schedule the next two weeks. So we have a spreadsheet where we make sure materials, labor, equipment, subcontractors are all lined up. Um, and we give that to our production operations manager, Dan Jelinas, to help, you know, push those guys because he's really setting up all the crews and all of the materials and trucking to get that done. And how my role has kind of hybridized is to help push production because I have some field experience and Dan is almost on an island on his own where he has, you know, multiple project managers, you know, multiple dozens of pro uh, projects to help with over time. Um, and it's something that we really need to push. Uh, when you get in the softscape side, one of my favorite things to do and help push schedule is a phasing list for plants. Um, so we have a very large job in Brookline, uh, hundreds and hundreds of shrubs and trees and perennials. And we have to zone that. Just like in a commercial building where let's say it's, you know, a two by two block, you break it down in the quarters and over time, uh, the landscaper who's normally last in the schedule is able to move into that area. We have to do that on a residential basis because not only some of these projects are big enough in, in actual acreage, but there's so many different trades, so many different people moving around, things we have to shift. We have to put a, a you know, a Coltec system in the ground but that's a parking area. How are we going to shift things around to schedule so that the GC can put all the parking on the other side of the property and nobody's getting mad and we're able to do our work. Um, so there's very different ways to do that. And we do a plant phasing list where we break every single little zone, every phase, whether it's one or six phases, starting with trees, then shrubs and perennials, bringing irrigation in right behind. Um, and we color coordinate that and send that list to our plant buyer so that he can pro appropriately source things throughout the year. Um, every single plant phasing list I've done this summer moves into spring 2024, or yeah, 2024. Um, so we're, almost all of our projects are multi-year. Um, so we really need to push that. Um, we also do that with 
uh, probably the most strenuous thing is our stone procurement. Um, we break the the plan down, the construction documents into a stone schedule where every single piece of stone has a label, an ID, a point of beginning for this patio, how we're going to break it down ultimately, how are the guys going to put this natural stone and this conceptual design from this uh, architect and build it in field and what can we do to set them up for success. Um, so those are some of the tools that we kind of use here and there. Um, and it's something that I really want to keep developing, not only working on professional development for myself and others, but time management is definitely a very, very crucial skill for a management role. Well, you you talk about that um, that connection, you know, the amount of piece you shared. So Marzilli is clearly giving you access and opportunity. So I think there's always that relationship between the organization and the individual, young professional, new to it, but just, and Jack, certainly your enthusiasm to be a part of this industry. Um, and so how are you talking to the company to say, you know, because of course you'd say like, let me see that. Let me try this. Give me some access to this because all that builds that experience. But, but how are they best navigating that for you? And is there sort of regular conversations that you're having that help support that growth? Yeah, I think it's always a conversation. It's something that the individual, uh, you know, really has to fight for as well. You can have, you know, an applicant that's great on paper and really, you know, it looks good and everything's fit and right. But if they don't have a willingness to learn or they don't like the culture, it's not going to always um, work out. Well, um, what do you, what do you, you talk about your five to 10 year goals. And so have you shared those with your organization, with Marzilli? Yeah, or your, we, your managers and how, how are they helping you along with that? Yeah. So like I said, it's definitely an individual and I, I push for it. Uh, we do have annual reviews where we make sure that we talk about our three to five year plan. Um, I try to sit regularly with uh, the vice president in construction um, just to check in and understand where I'm at. Um, and they do a very good job, uh, especially recently um, this past winter, we did a lot of, a lot of training in the off season. So they, uh, offer other opportunities. Um, I think with NALP, my, my time as a student uh, student member has really helped me kind of push and keep involved in that. Um, I think it really is, it comes down to the individual and a company that understands that continued education is ultimately going to help them in the end. Um, it's something that I think is is sometimes hard in our industry because of the production end of things. And, and we do sometimes need to slow down and Maybe some of that training comes on the, the foreman's shoulder and it's, it's a discussion that needs to be had. So really, I think it's it's just like an internship is a trial for the company and the individual. Once you get in your career and, and you see start, you know, things start to uh, push in motion, you, you don't want to get complacent at that time. You really want to keep keep fighting and, and putting your interests out there so your managers know. If, if, if they don't know, they're, they're not going to ultimately be able to help you. Um, so I think the big thing is just speaking up and and making sure you're advocating for your professional development and a culture that's suited for where you want to go in your career. So Skylar, I mean, same question, I think to you all, you know, one, lots of assumptions around land care and the scale, right? A big organization, lots of people, maybe a lot of folks, hopefully y'all have like a lot of jacks within your organization too. And so how is it that that's navigated at, um, is it at the branch level? Is it at a corporate level to help continuously uh, um, grow uh, individuals, especially when there's more of them than other organizations? Yeah, that's a great question. I love this, 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 where the conversation is going and, and what, 
what Jack, how Jack responded to your question. Um, at Landcare, you know, with, with businesses this scale, we, we have some processes in place. Um, many things are local and we set up our branch structure to operate like small businesses of two to 5 million, ideally, so that um, we can have that local culture and mentorship and connection among employees. That being said, we also kind of have some umbrellas above that. We have some um, directors of employee development for each division of our company that kind of oversee um, employee development and, and some coaching and kind of make sure it's happening and and maybe maybe making those connection and greasing those cogs a little bit between the lo local team and and the the jacks, you know, at, at Landcare. Um, my role, of course, is to maybe be even a bigger umbrella to develop some of that training. So I feel like we have some processes in place and uh, ultimately uh, it comes down to the local branches and, and teams. So even with a business our big, it, we kind of like to think ourselves as operating as, as a bunch of small businesses. What I really liked most about Jack, what you said was um, you said this a couple of ways, a uh, couple of different ways is that you encouraged people to advocate for themselves. Maybe those are my words, but speak up, share what you want to do, share your, share your goals. And I think that's a big part of it too. There's only so much Marzilli can do or RM landscape can do or land care can do. Um, it, it takes two to tango, right? So I love that part. I think that is really sound advice, you know, learning how to advocate for yourself to speak up for, for what your goals and ambitions are. And then you know, hopefully good companies have processes and people and opportunities in place to then help you with that. So I, I don't know if that responds to your question, Brett, a little bit. Well, it, it certainly does. And, uh, and it's good perspective as we all tackle that from, you know, the owner operators that are listening to how do you do this? I mean, you have those that have gone through and, and worked for an, a degree in this industry. And then you have those that are built it through hard work and experience. And, um, and, and as an organization, we have the responsibility to show everybody on the team, the opportunities that exist, you know, J Jack, your experience through NALP mine is a very similar path. And that, that sort of, uh, accelerated your knowledge base of where you can go and what you can do. How do we help those that have just joined the organization in the local front, never had this exposure and experience, but to be able to see parts of this or to be, uh, to be shared. So, uh, you know, if you are a company that's involved, it's just share the stories of what you're doing. It may not mean everybody gets to participate right away, but you have to introduce these concepts to the bigger perspective of our industry to to the folks. So the people that join in an hourly role that are on a mower are going to say, you know, I can afford a home. I can, I am interested in that career path. Um, I do have the skill sets to do those things. And, mm -hmm. and so if you're not having those conversations one-on-one -on -one or, you know, preaching, you know, or saying out loud, this is what we're doing, then you're missing an opportunity. Um, Jack found it through many different ways, through professors and mentors and, and, and a good company link. Others may find it in, in different ways. So, but you just gotta, you gotta find that. And so, when it's there, to the point, drive yourself as if you're interested and curious, ask the right questions and then, and then link to the, the, the organizations that best, uh, best can support that. And sometimes it's not the first one you're always with. It could be, it could be a couple of different down the road. I think yeah, you, I, you, you bring up a good, you bring up a great point, uh, Brett, that we as leaders in the companies, we have a, a stewardship, I would say, to tell the story and to, to 
disseminate the opportunity and and what's possible. So um, yeah, it it takes both. It takes it takes a company and their stewardship, and it takes a somebody like you, Jack, that's that's driven and and is also willing to speak up and be a part of the conversation for yourself and and the success of the company too. It goes hand in hand. Go ahead, Jack. You were you were gonna share something. Yeah, I just think that Brett hit the, another hit nail on the head. It definitely is the individual, but I think mentorships are very important um, and something that some some people might not see as an avenue to help push their career, but there are plenty of great people and very easy ways to reach out. I always call this a we industry. Um, I talk to my buddies from school. I talk to my buddy in Maryland where I'm from and he's running his own business and and seeing that how, you know, Things are different, not only geographic market-wise, but what he's interested in. Um, mentorship and, and peers and all that is exceptionally important. And, and without it, you know, I, I wouldn't be anything. Those people, it's just like your parents. Your parents help you, you know, get to where you need to be. My parents were supportive about me going to school, even though they didn't know if this was a, a you know, a perfect career. And now my parents are the biggest advocates. Um, and I had mentors that helped me get to where I am today. And now I want to be a mentor and help other people here in the future. Um, so really you, you have to advocate for yourself, um, but you have to look for those resources that accompany and within people um, to help yourself, you know, go further in your career and in life. It, it goes hand in hand, whether it's just your life or, or your career, you just got to surround yourself by good people and, and do your best to uh, find what you, what you like, make life what you want it to be. Yeah, that really resonates with me. I think for most of us in this um, in this profession, it's more than just a job and a paycheck. Um, your your background and interest in landscaping is similar to mine. You know, starting out as a kid, interested in plants and horticulture and and things like that. And I love the the idea of of people and mentorships that that you just talked about. It kind of brings us to maybe a. a, a a next section of our conversation that I've been wanting to ask you about. You have been passionate about helping people, mentoring people. Even when you were a student, you were talking about this um, and and how to bring more people into our industry. This is this is a, a challenge that everybody has. Every company in every state is bringing great people like you into the industry, and you've been doing some some thinking and some some ac action around that. And I'd love you to just to talk about ways that you're kind of trying to team up with with um, our our industry, with Marzilli, with your alma mater, to bring more people into this um, fantastic profession that we're in. You want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's something I really enjoy talking about. I think, you know, once I learned more about the industry, I just really wanted to curb any misconceptions. And that's kind of where the uh, interest in, in recruiting and, um, you know, advocating for this industry came from. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people ask me in school, like, what are you, why are you majoring this? You're going to mow lawns for the rest of your life or you're in your own business. I said, no, I want to do project management. This is something that I'm interested in. Um, so at school, I started uh, with an organization called Ag Advocates, which they just uh, recruit uh, prospective students for the College of Agricultural Sciences. And it was something I was very interested in. Um, I actually, knowing that I was going to have an internship with Marzilli, reached out to them at that time and brought them in for an industry info session, which could have done better, but it was a good start of, you know, trying to uh, expand what I can do and how I can 
you know, reach out to more people and, and expose this industry to, you know, just the general public. And and because what they see is lawnmowers and weed whackers running around. Not everybody gets to see, you know, a project that has, you know, almost a million dollars just in softscape work, let alone the hardscape, you know, all the drainage below ground that you don't know about. Um, so some of the stuff that I've continued right out of uh, school, I continued working with NALP and RRP, Marzilli, hand in hand. Um, my first NCLC behind the table was virtual. So that was a little, little yeah. weird, but it was good to start kind of the recruiting back and, and everything. And once I got back and, and we were behind the table, it was awesome. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was Mississippi State for me just previously this, uh, yeah, this, past past, this, this March. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. It was, it was awesome. It's just good to see everybody and it really hypes you up for what we have going on. Um, so really kind of, Working still with NALP and NCLC, I'm part of the Young Professionals Network. Um, all those really have helped me to uh, still advocate and be a part of, uh, you know, bringing the next generation, growing your bench strength at a, at a company is what I really like to do. Um, it's cool seeing my quote unquote class at Marzilli, the people that have come in that are my peers that I talk to every day. And, and I know that we're the next generation uh, to, you know, keep Marzilli uh, going and it's something that I would love to continue on that sustainable trend. Um, most recently, we've been working with a company called Tradewinds out of uh, the New England area to create a social media campaign. They do very, very good uh, video production um, around here for large scale construction companies, some of our competitors, and it's something that we're interested in to help not only recruit as a background thing. If we show who we are and our scope of work and our passion, that will bring people to us. But we want to expose the industry, uh, the general public, anybody on Instagram, social media to the industry and also help foster that relationship with universities. The more we can help them, the more they can help us. That two-way street helps enrollment, helps our labor issues, brings that next you know class of people in. Uh, and it's very exciting. And this video production was, you know, we're, we're still in the midst of uh, five shoots. We've done one so far, and it's been fun scheduling that. If you want to talk about time management around video production, I never thought I'd be doing that. Um, <laughs> learning new terms like B-roll, you know, that filler image. Uh, and being interviewed like that was it was very interesting, but it's all very cool. It's something I'm not super comfortable with. Um, even being on this podcast, sometimes it's, it's hard for me, but it, the ultimate goal of understanding that it's, for the you know quote unquote greater good it's it's for yeah. this awesome industry that I was able to uh, reap the benefits of because of NALP and Penn State and finding mentors I want other people to be able to find that as well. That's well, I would think with this some of that social media pieces there I often see um, people that do high end production right they've got the budget for it and it looks really good but it also can be very intimidating to the point of like the efforts and requirements and even just going through a website revamp right now is like, holy cow. Uh, and so, uh, it, it, you know, to everybody, don't be intimidated, be authentic. If you can't produce the most beautiful, uh, you know, 3d, uh, movie experience, I don't know what you're all doing these days, but, uh, but just be who you are. Don't try to fake your way through it. And that will come out more than how cool that image is, or if that's the, the, the latest and greatest of it. But, uh, if, if that arises from it, then people will start seeing that part my one advice because I, i'm always lured in by the big production or the pitch to do that and then 
we, it doesn't fall. We don't use it the right way. And, you know, that investment goes awry, but at the same time, it's, it's about the messaging and, and the story that we're trying to tell. Jack art is that first uh, video campaign or that video, is that out anywhere right um, now? Or is it still kind of in, in post-production? Yeah, it's in post-production. Um, so we're shooting a total of five uh, videos and will ultimately be about 30 seconds long. And then we'll have a sixth video that is, uh, you know, encompasses all the aspects of, of those. It's basically a, a, you know, a summary where we can post a little more uh, generally. Um, but these five videos are really what we want to show our company, who we are, advocate for professionalism in this industry because it's so, so important. Um, so we're looking at not only showing, you know, landscape construction and maintenance and the horticulture side, um, but also our fine gardening and botanica, making sure we're representing, um, our entire scope of work, but also the people that are there. So we're still in post-production. Uh, we still got a long ways to go. I think it'll come around very short, uh, very quickly. Um, we do have a kind of a short window, that being the end of summer. And I don't know about you guys, but up here, it feels like it's already, you know, itching towards fall and, you know, we, if we had the perfect spring bloom to get these projects shot and and everything, yeah. but it's going, it's going well so far. And and Brett, to, to speak to your, you know, being authentic, that was what this company, Tradewinds, pushed on us. It's They told me they're not going to share any interview questions with us or the, uh, you know, interviewees because they want you to be able to produce an authentic reaction and talk about your day-to-day not have it something that's scripted. That authentic nature in a video speaks more than the actual shoot like you're saying i agree wholeheartedly well and, and then to to recognize you know as we think about who does these it's reach in deeper to your organization you know it's great to hear from founders and ceos and all those pieces but those are um again the the, the connections that we want so you want to see people that look like you talk like you act like you 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 want to see like oh that's me i could be there um and involved in that in that organization and so it, it's just um you know oftentimes you know owners operators they think they got to go with themselves but just you know here you know here you are you certainly could be very busy within production and doing the job you need to but willing to help uh curious about how to help and um and so i think it's just being aware of, of the team you have and what their abilities are or, or interests are and let them try see what happens there's always the edit button, right? So clearly there's, you could always just cut it out. Um, all right. So we've gone through uh, where, where you are now. We, we've got some, you've got some busy seasons ahead. You've, you've got a plan. Um, what is the, you know, I, I want to touch back to that five, 10 year plan. I mean, what is it that you see for yourself and, and, and has that really changed since it started? I mean, you, you joked how you wanted to be a landscape architect from day one, and then day two, you changed that thought pretty quickly to landscape architects. Who wants? I don't get that. Um, but um, but other, I mean, has it evolved for you? Or is it, you know, you've been pretty focused on where you want to be. Um, I think it's evolving as as we speak right now. Um, I'm where I pictured myself. Marzilli helped me, specifically one of my mentors, Chris Johnson, to create a plan of, I want to be in the field so I can earn my keep so I can learn from the guys in the field and ultimately manage them. So I started my time as a, uh, you know, softscape foreman. And now I am a assistant project manager, ultimately looking to be a project manager. Um, so that's definitely within my three to five year plan is project management. Um, but really 
my entire goal, regardless of the position I'm looking after or where just where I am in my career, I just want to bolster up my resume, my experience, be, you know, a jack of all trades to to some extent. Um, I'm just interested in, in this industry a lot. And I've, I've been lucky enough to have exposure from the start of recruiting, onboarding, training, manage these people, working in the field, um, working next to our estimators in that bid build environment, understanding production. I was able to be an alternate to our production manager when he went on vacation. And that was very eye-opening, understanding that he manages, you know, a dozen uh, masonry crews and, at, you know, a half dozen softscape crews and three site crews and everything they have to do um, and stepping in issues for a very short amount of time. He set me up for success. So it was, you know, relatively easy, but it's, it's great having that exposure. And, and I just want to be able to get myself where I feel comfortable that like, you know, I can ultimately be a vice president or president of the company or, you know, some be on a board at, at NLP and, and continue to advocate for this industry just further along to where my experience speaks for itself, uh, you know, prior to getting someone getting in front of me. And then once they're in front of me or I'm in front of them, we can kind of go from there and really get this industry going. It's just, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's crazy how fast time has passed since I've been out of school. And I'm lucky that things are, you know, did the timeline work out perfectly? No, and and I didn't expect that, but I'm here and and I'm grateful, and it's just continuing the next steps to to bolster up my resume and who I am, so I can continue, you know, having a, a good career where I can support my family and have a home in the future. Great aspirations. Um, I can tell that you are bright and you're a thinker and. Um, you, your, your passion, I said this earlier, but, um, you know, we, we can feel that and, and feel that energy, which is fun. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a follow-up question to, to Brett's Brett and I are readers. Um, and I, I, I assume you, uh, you, you're a learner, you're hungry to learn and grow. Do you have any, do you have any good books that you're reading right now that, that are helping you grow and think and develop that you'd share with, with us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate you, you saying that I'm, you know, bright and everything. I think sometimes, you know, it's easy to see from the outside, but there's a lot of different, you know, things that each individual person has to go through. And, and, you know, this industry is not necessarily for the faint of heart and it's been good. Um, something that I'm trying to get more interested in, is the financial side of stuff. And that's actually where I'm currently looking for books. Um, so if you have any suggestions, let me know. Uh, but something that helps me, um, because I, I have this underlying passion for this industry from growing up and it definitely helps keep me going. I really like, uh, and what I'm trying to uh, continue reading and developing is uh, this, it's just called mindfulness. I don't remember the author, um, but that aspect of understanding where you are, whether you know, it's been a hard day and you just ground yourself in a room or you're understanding that, you know, we're working. We have this ebb and flow of an industry that's coming and going and it's it's crazy. It's a whirlwind and we have the on and off season and, and Marzilli goes, you know, from, you know, almost 400 employees in the off season to, oh, I'd say about half. Uh, I can't say that as a full statistic, but it is very helpful to step back and, and understand um, you know, where you are and, 
and be grateful for what you have. And, and I want to continue reading. It's something that I definitely uh, pushed off. So I don't have a huge book in my, uh, that I, I, I'd recommend, but I do have some mindfulness books that I really enjoy reading. Uh, it's something that I think kind of helps me keep straight and, and go, you know, with, with the craziness of this awesome industry. You know, I, I, think only... the, I think that's life in general, not only a busy yeah. landscape company in the summer, but there's, you know, I'll often sh talk about there's just an unrelenting demand for our attention in 20 in the 21st century. Right. And so to sounds like you, you place a high degree of importance of just stepping back and, and trying to quiet the mind and just rest. Um, so yeah, that's good stuff. I'd throw in, uh, I saw it at Elevate, uh, that the, um, Pricing at the Green Industry by Frank Ross. That book was a textbook for us at Cobalt Skill. Uh, and I still reference it. And it financially, um, I think it laid the foundation for many, many organizations. And so, um, you know, there's the simplest uh, P&L stuff to the more complex pricing strategies within the industry. So, there, um, so, you know, there's, which is nice, the resources we have that are for our industry. But then to your point, how do you think bigger? Right, we're all in this together from a business standpoint, or a people, or a team consideration, and uh, and what is it there? So you know that energy to stay curious uh, has been a driver for me for for most of my career, and if anything, and and even personal life is just well, let me try something. I'm I'm interested in this, and, and we'll we'll learn, and may not stick, but the heck. Um, so it is. Uh, I'd say hold on to that and. Uh, and to you, right, you found a great company that seems to be feeding that very, very well for you and, uh, and and to grow that way. And then to be able to them to hear that your goals and aspirations, you know, the big ones to the, the more immediate ones. And when they hear that, right, even when NELP says, well, you said, I want to join a board and the committees and the councils that they all have. I mean, more than one person will come call you shortly and say, yes, like right now, but when and how, and because there's. Uh, there's always a need. And, um, and when we find somebody that's most passionate about it, there's, there's going to be that opportunity and someone will say yes to you. So just be ready when it comes. I, I had this tendency not to say no for a while and I'm still not saying no in the right way yet, but, uh, but it's gotten me pretty far. And I like that piece. So, uh, keep that energy going, Jack. And, um, and, um, and so let's transition because we've, we've reached the end and and so we want to understand what's most exciting or that the rose in each of our days as we wrap this up and that thorn, that little tad annoying little prick, right? That's going to go in the back of your neck there, or maybe you're handling 4,000 roses. I don't know. And you got the <laughs> rose and thorns and some of those jobs too. So Jack, what has been your rose and thorn personally, professionally, anything you like? The silent pause and the zoom here, everybody, he is looking really hard at this. Up, what is it? Up, um, I, look I, up to your left is the most creative thinking, right? I, yeah, like I, I think the rose uh, as of the past couple of weeks is really finding that I've I have earned my keep with some of these guys and and seeing that I am now managing them and they're okay. You know, it's 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 a team effort. It's not me telling them what to do. It's hey, you know what to do in the field. Let me get the materials you need and let's learn from each other at the same time. Um, that being said, I guess as the thorn, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head too with me is I, I feel like I'm a yes man sometimes and it's good. It gets me a lot of experience, but that's where I got to step back and be a little mindful because it's a lot. 
you know, sometimes I feel like I put myself in a little uh, strenuous of a situation and maybe I like that. I, I am a problem solver. That's kind of why I like this industry and, you know, putting myself in precarious uh, situations uh, keeps it fun and interesting, but sometimes you have to, you know, say no and, and look out for yourself and that ultimately helps the company and, and your guys in the field. So I think the rose is, is seeing uh, some of my hard work pay off and being able to sit with these guys. And we had a, you know, a, a company little barbecue for our masons and, and being able to sit with them and just, you know, have a, have a, a, a beer and some of those guys from Brazil cooked up some very good food and sitting with them and, and just seeing that it's, you know, it's more than work. These are people uh, that I get to surround myself around and learn. Um, and the thorn is just keeping, keeping my mind straight and, and having the uh, fun while learning and, and keeping production and making some money. I would offer only that you're supposed to say yes to like the fun things too. Like you don't want to go to a concert this weekend. Yes. You want to go camping this weekend. Yes. Right. Whatever those are. So balance those with, Hey, can you work a little later right now to help get us this organized? Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's a balance act. what you say yes to make sure they're equal fun. How about, how about you, Skylar? Yeah, thanks. This is a, a great mindfulness technique, I think, to sit back and take a minute to think think about what's going well uh, for us. I'll start with the thorn and then I like to end with the rose on a positive note. So my thorn came last night at 11.30 p.m. when my wife um, came in and asked me, did you leave some water running outside? And uh, in my backyard, we have a koi pond that we built and... Um, three weeks ago, we put Koi in it and it was, it's, we've had some really hot summer Texas days the past few weeks. And the pond was a little low. I put the hose in it to fill it back up and then forgot about it for like four and a half hours. Um, so without getting into the details of Koi water <laughs> chemistry, um, it caused some problems and we actually lost three of the Koi in the pond that, that died last night. So that's a little bit of mm. a, it was a learning experience and um, I'm part of a Koi group on Facebook and they all said, we've all done it before. Don't be too bad on yourself. The rose for me this week is, um, this is actually maybe a rose that's been going on this summer. Um, I've been trying to get in better health and I needed to lose some weight and I'm down 38 pounds and I'm up to running a 5k without stopping, not very fast, but, um, I can do it without stopping. So that's a big rose for me today. And actually this Congrats. summer. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, shoot you all, you all have some way better rows and thorns than I do. I mean, I've got, uh, we've got the boring, consistent things that I've said over all year podcast. Oh, it's September. Uh, kids go back to school. So that is both yeah. Rose and Thorn. Summer's over, but the kids are, you know, are, you know, excited halfway. So we're trying to find that last minute adventure over Labor Day weekend. What are we going to do to just stretch this thing out just a little bit further? And, uh, and I always say September should be just as exciting as any other summer month because it, uh, you know, there's just a it's beautiful weather. There's a little more fun to have up in the new England area. So how do we keep doing that? Um, so we're excited about the, the change of seasons and the transition that brings, um, 
and you know, I, I guess I don't have a thorn. I mean, it to the point of the business is hard with, you know, and yesterday was Monday, you know, classic Monday. This is hard. Uh, stuff went through my head. Um, better today. Some, still continue to grind in some of these conversations, but it, it's uh, just that ebbs and flows. And so, you know, always appreciative of these conversations to help sort of change the mindset. Uh, even though uh, some days can be harder than others. So um, I agree. Uh, I, we like to think our, our industry is a little special. I think it is. It's, it's a challenging one. And um, But those that are excelling at it are just impressing the hell out of us every day. So, uh, so I'm glad we have those folks around us. So, uh, and Jack, you're impressing us. Uh, Skylar, you're, you're cool as hell too. And the Koi's will forgive you. Um, so uh, we I appreciate having you both here today. So uh, to our listeners, thank you all. Uh, Join us uh, for the the next conversation and uh, we'll see you all soon. Take care, everyone.